Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, this is Lori Bischoff, and I am on air right now with Ruben J. And we have had a very compelling uh, conversation about health, goals, the stupidity of resolutions, you name it. Check it out. We are just moments away from starting this week's episode of On Air with Ruben J. I know you're excited. I know, I know, I know you cannot wait to listen to this week's episode. It's going to be fantastic. But before we jump in to this week's episode, I have to tell you. I absolutely, I have to tell you about this. Dollarinthejar.com. It's your place where you can support this podcast without going to, to Amazon, without having to buy a t-shirt, without anything like that. It's just three bucks a month. a month. Think of that. $3 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. Give up one cup of coffee a month. Give it to me and help support the podcast. You'll get this episode early and ad-free and full video form. You'll get early and ad-free access to my editorials, like the one coming out in just a couple, about a week or so, with the top seven slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirator songs. I think you're going to enjoy that. You'll get it ad-free and early. And... And you get to support the show. You get to support me. Dollarinthejar.com, $3 a month. And as we expand our podcast platforms and get more podcasts on board, that value is going to increase. So head over to dollarinthejar.com. Uh, but at the very least, head over to multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the Amazon banner and support the show that way by doing your Amazon shopping. Because if you do your Amazon shopping, by starting at multimediamouth.com forward slash Amazon, then I get a percentage of whatever you're buying. You're ready to get and buy it, so start at my Amazon store. With that being said, let's jump into it. You've tuned in to On Air with Ruben J, your home for entertainment news and deep dive conversation. Here's your host, Ruben J. Let's go! It's Ruben J here in the studio, and I am super excited for this week's episode. I know I say it every week. I know every week I'm excited for the guests. I'm excited for the conversation. I'm excited to hear what you people have to say. Last week's conversation with Tony was incredible. A couple of weeks ago with, uh, with Marissa McKay was incredible. What I have coming to you in the future, the future, Conan? Yes, the future, uh, will be incredible as well. I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, this week's guest, we're going to jump right into it because it's, it's an almost an hour long conversation that I had with this person and I want you to experience it all, which is why, uh, we're not going to do tons of commercials in this episode. Uh, and we're not going to do tons of editing either. Uh, actually there's going to be no editing whatsoever on this week's episode other than a couple ins and outs here and there, but I, I'm talking with Lori Bischoff. Now, that name might sound familiar if you followed me and my podcast long enough. She was on an episode uh, two years ago, almost two years ago now, uh, with my other podcast, You're My Best Friend, uh, with Moxie Ann, and 
at that time it was right in the beginning. Well, we'll explain it. I explain it in the intro of of the of the interview. So right after this quick commercial break, uh, we're gonna jump right into the conversation. Very few commercials on this week's episode. I hope uh, I don't really have a lot of control over that, but um, I think you're gonna enjoy this. I think you enjoy this. I think you're going to listen to this once or twice. And, I, and I'm and i challenging you right now to follow me on Instagram at J. Follow the podcast at On Air with Ruben J. Um, and then share this episode with two people. Two people who you know who are at that point, and we're going to talk about it here in just a second. Two people are at that point where they are about to give up on whatever resolutions, whatever goals they set for themselves, or maybe already have. Send this episode to them, and I hope it's going to encourage them to try again. So again, after this quick commercial break, Lori Bischoff will be here. We're talking about goals, resolutions, uh, and so much more. Stay tuned. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, I'm super excited. Lori Bischoff is joining me. Uh, Lori, welcome to On Air with Ruben J. It's been it's been almost two years since the last time you and I uh, did a video chat uh, on a separate podcast. How's everything going? Congratulations on the uh, the new grandbaby. Thank you. That's the best part of this new year. Actually, he's uh, he's four months old now, so um, you know it's we're, we're we're getting used to it. But it's pretty awesome, and of course, it made for amazing extra special holidays and all the good stuff that comes along with the new little being in the family. It's it's awesome. Can't wait to get back to Florida and and play grandma. Yeah, I, you know what's what's funny is. Uh... I think I, I don't know. Did, did Garrett like publicly announce that he was expecting a child? Because it, it seemed like Eric on his podcast was kind of beaming around the idea of there being something going on, and I instantly thought when he started talking about oh something on the personal side, I'm like one of his kids is, is going to be having a baby here pretty soon. And sure enough, I was right. <laughs> You were right. You were right. Yeah, we just kind of followed their lead. Um, Garrett and Mary Jane wanted to just sort of unroll this at their own pace, and uh, and th- and that's what they chose. So we waited until they decided they were ready to start, you know, putting things on social media and making it um, public knowledge, so to speak. And once they did, then you know, all bets are off. Now, now you'll be seeing pictures of of 
the grant of Waylon James and not just pictures of the dog, which is Eric's uh, favorite thing to post on <laughs> on Twitter when it comes to family photos. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no offense to Nikki. I think the dog got a little downgraded. Uh, yeah, by, by, yeah. By no offense to Nikki, but she's had her share of the spotlight. So, Absolutely. you know, time to make some room. Absolutely. Well, last time you and I chatted uh, was right in the middle of all the craziness of the early stages of COVID. And we spent a lot of time talking about self-improvement during that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, trying to encourage our listeners to uh, not go completely um, insane during this, during the unknown at that time. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit different conversation because things have started to open up a little bit. Things are a little bit more back to normal. Uh, while well, still more of the same of 2020 at the same time. So I, yeah. I want to focus this conversation on 2022. You know, this is coming out early 2022. Um, and I think that a lot of us, you know, when the year ends, put together lists of things we want to accomplish, things we want to do, um, skills yeah. we want to learn. And then a couple of weeks later, we kind of forget about it. Um, and so I'm hoping this conversation will, will encourage some people to pick some things and, and stick with it, uh, myself included. So, um, first and foremost, as far as this, this goes, um, you know, I, I'm curious, how do you decide, you know, as, as you know, you being, you know, a life coach and, and also, you know, a mother and a grandmother now, like, do you sit down at the end of the year and think of like, here's a list of things I want to do next year, or are you more like just continuing to live your life. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. Um, If anybody that's listened to my podcast knows that I think um, new year's resolutions are stupid. Uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't believe in them. Uh, They don't work for almost anyone. It's the rare person that decides at the end of a year uh, to make a new year's resolution, which is essentially a new goal, right? For the following year to either stop doing something or to start doing something. And um, only a tiny percentage of people that do that actually follow through. And when I say follow through, I mean, make it more than two weeks uh, into, you know, the strategy uh, that's supposed to help them achieve the new goal. Uh, So by Valentine's Day, they've been completely abandoned by everyone. But within two weeks, that's when over seven, between 70 and 80% of people have abandoned all of their new year's resolutions. So that's why I think they're stupid. Uh, I think that if there's something that is really, really important to you to stop doing, to start doing, you know, a goal, whatever. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, the person that's really serious about it waits until January 2, till this specific day, maybe weeks or a month in the future. Because usually this starts percolating with people right when holiday season starts. It's like, okay, you know, the kickoff is Thanksgiving and then it's all bets are off from there. And as we get closer to New Year's, people are starting to think about, you know, all the debauchery that they've, <laughs> that's ensued over holiday season and all the things that they're now going to stop doing once the new year gets here and, and all the new things and they're going to have a fresh start and, you know, I'm going to quit doing this and I'm going to start doing that. And then, um, you know, they don't have a strategy, so they, they fail. 
and that's that's demoralizing for because they don't understand um they really most people don't understand the cause of the failure but i think that anything that's that important to you and that compelling you don't wait until new year's to start it you start right then in the moment when you're like i've had enough of this i'm not going to do this anymore or i am now going to begin doing in the blank and you start right then and there even if it's just making a list and writing it down but you start in the moment you don't mm. you don't wait that's just a form of procrastination to say, I'm going to make it a new year's resolution. So that's how I feel about those. I think if it's something that's important to you, you get on it right now when, you know, you strike while the iron's hot, right? Absolutely. Has, has that happened to you, Ruben? Have you done new year's resolutions before? And then, you know, they, you just somehow, you just fall back into the same patterns, right? They just don't work. Absolutely. And so, so it's straight up. I'll, I'll be honest. Every year, top of my list is to, is to lose weight, you know? And so every yeah. year I, I am like, you know what, if I can lose, you know, usually it's an ungodly amount of weight, you know, usually it's like a hundred pounds, you know, and I'm like, that's, you know, unrealistic and unhealthy, you know, either way. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I've, I, you know, this, but this year I will tell you this. So, uh, on Christmas day, I decided after drinking like seven sodas in the sit down, I'm like, you know what? After the holiday season, it's going to be so much easier for me because, you know, I'm not going to parties, I'm not going out, you know, there's mm-hmm. no, like, expectation. I'm going to stop drinking soda, and I'm I'm 15 days in, uh, 15 days okay. uh, clean, as I like to say. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. But, That's awesome. But, again, it's within that two-week time period, so, right. you know, I, I, I'm optimistic that I will continue it because I've, I, I've actively made the choice to, you know, I'll bring water with me places I go. I'll bring tea with me instead. <laughs> I'll order the tea instead of the soda. So I've, I've made the, I've made very tangible things happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's important because if you don't have a strategy and part of that strategy, okay, if it's something you're going to stop doing, then what are you going to do instead? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't have the instead, you know, so here's the new strategy. They've, they figured out what they no longer want to have in their life or what they want to bring into their life, but they haven't really mapped out a strategy to make sure that they stay on track with Mm -hmm. achieving, you know, what, what it is. So first of all, um, I'm really proud of you for giving up the sodas because that is just so terrible for your health. And that's a, that's a big one. It's huge. People don't realize how um, big of a negative effect that has on you physically. So if you can stop and you stopped cold Turkey, like if I have a client that is going to stop drinking sodas, oftentimes what we do is we, is we start weaning down slowly mm. and, and then we always have the replacement. What are you going to do instead when you normally would go to reach for the soda? Um, so I think that that's really important. Um, I use what I call what's called the Kaizen philosophy when we're making changes uh, with, with clients. So Kaizen is a Japanese business philosophy. It's also applicable to a person's personal life. Um, it is essentially the Zen of doing it better, um, and making it better. So the Kaizen is drawn from the Japanese word Kai, which, which means continuous change and Zen, which in this context means good improvement or wisdom. So Kaizen is the philosophy all about making continuous improvement, slow, but incremental 
constant change. And, and then that applies to your mindset as well, because changing and up-leveling and being able to understand the mechanics and the power of your mindset is an absolute critical necessity for reaching one's highest level of potential and performance and for creating lasting and effective change. Um, so, so I bring that philosophy into how we're doing things because most people cannot change on a dime and just do a complete 180, you know, over the course of a weekend. Um, it's the rare person that can do that and then stick with that. So when you think about things in the sense of Kaizen, it's, it's about a, a, a continuous and gradual shift toward improving day to day you stay consistent and that way you're actually creating a new lifestyle and a lifestyle is what you're looking for. Not necessarily. Otherwise it seems like a temporary thing. Like when you say the word, I'm going to go on this diet, for example, which was what a lot of people do at the beginning of the year. That's one of the most common things. I want to lose weight. It's, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to start eating healthier. I want to exercise more. I want to quit smoking. I want to drink less. It's, those are some of the top, top things that most people are concerned with that they try to embark on a new, you know, the change at the beginning of the year. Um, but when you, when you do those, those things, a lot of times, because there's either no strategy or the strategy, the, or the strategy doesn't include the shift in mindset that you have to understand what happens is we re revert back to the same patterns. Mm -hmm. So applying this to your mindset as well is necessary to have that lasting and effective change and create an actual new lifestyle, not just a temporary phase. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a key thing as well is, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, you know, there's, there's multiple times a year where people are like, okay, I need to lose weight. And that's usually the beginning of the year and right before summer, you know, and, and that's when a lot of people are like, I want to get in my, my swimsuit, you know, body I want, you know, and I feel like I always look at those people and I'm like, listen, I know that I need to lose weight for my health. I know I need to do it eventually. And, and something that's at the top of my list, but I, you know, I look at people who say, oh, I want to get in my swimsuit, you know, body. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, that's a temporary thing because what happens when October comes around, Yeah, you know, it isn't some, you know, and then you look back and what ends up happening a lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong, is usually people who, you know, lose some weight, you know, and don't have a permanent shift in, in mindset tend mm -hmm. to gain that weight back and then some. Exactly. Yes. And that's, that's so spot on. Um, I'm glad you said that Ruben, because that's a very common one is okay. It's swimsuit season. It's summer. I'm going to be in my swimsuit or, or I want to be, um, not embarrassed to be in my swimsuit or my summer clothes. Um, so it's swimsuit season, it's, um, class reunions, uh, or somebody's getting married, yeah. you know, and you're, you're like the mother of the bride or something like that. And so you want to look good for this event. So that's what happens. Um, it's motivating enough sometimes to actually achieve the goal for that event or for that season. But then, like you say, um, once that's, once that box is checked, usually it's back into the same old patterns. And like you say, uh, oftentimes then it comes back with a vengeance and it's in your worse off than before. Um, so, so the, the thing is you, you have to, and it's one of the things, you know, I harp on about, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, on my podcast, um, we're talking shift is everything begins in your mind. If you don't shift stuff going on up here in your mind first, anything you do out there um, isn't going to stick because we're pattern. We, we have habits and patterns and literally deep entrenched neural pathways in our brain that make us keep doing the same thing over and over because it's easier because we're used to it because we, it's known to us. So in, in order to um, embark on, you know, a new journey in your life, you have to start up here. And sometimes that's hard to do by yourself. So you need to, you know, you might need to hire a coach or a therapist or, or read a couple of books about it because it's really a, the necessary foundation in order to set yourself up for success, you know, for whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me ask you this because I, I feel like, Everybody who I've met or, or follow who does, you know, life coaching or career coaching uh, tend to be very much against New Year's resolutions, but very much pro setting goals. What's mm-hmm. the difference? Do you think what do you think is the difference between setting a goal for either business or, or personal versus a New Year's resolution? Uh, is it the immediacy of it when it's a goal versus the procrastination of a new year's resolution or, or, or what? Because I feel like everyone online uh, who, you know, gets paid to kind of coach people through say, don't do new year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot, some of it, I think is just marketing. Yeah. Some of it, I think is just how am I going to set myself apart from what everybody else is trying to, to teach or coach around or, you know, help people with. Um, so, and some of it's just words. It's just wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, as I said off the bat, I think new year's resolutions are stupid. I don't think goals are stupid. Mm-hmm. I just think that the whole idea, this whole marketing thing of a new year's resolution is rather meaningless because it simply doesn't work for almost everybody. There are some people, like I said, so you people that it works for, Hey, if it works for you, keep doing it. But most people, it doesn't. So you have to have a new strategy. Now here's the, here's the good thing about new year's. There is a, I don't want to discount the symbolism of a new year because there is something that's just like psychological that we all just sort of feel differently at the beginning of a new year. There's um, it's kind of like, you know, the ending of a book and the, and now you're going to pick up a new book unless you're going to pick up the same book and reread it again. But there is a symbolism there that can give you this um, kind of fresh inspiration. Uh, Maybe you feel like you're, you know, newly inspired to do something different than what you've done before. Um, or try something different or shed something and get rid of something that's been bogging you down, something you don't need in your life anymore. So there's a value to, uh, I think, utilizing the feeling that comes along with the kind of freshness and blank slate for some, you know, if you could kind of look at it that way as a new year and creating something new. Um, 
but when it comes to goals, you know, you can, you can set a goal, you know, any minute of any day, um, any day of the year. So I think that some of it is just simply, you know, the way that people are trying to appeal to others to just kind of get on board with whatever it is that they want to do next in their life. Um, so, you know, resolutions, I've, I've said how I feel about that. I don't want to discount the freshness of a new year and the inspiration that that can bring to people. I mean, I have my goals that I set. Um, I just kind of keep, you know, sometimes I set a goal, but a lot of times I just keep moving forward in the direction that I feel really good about moving forward in. And then every now and then there's maybe like, all right, there's a specific goal that I, I want to reach. And then I'll, you know, I'll work specifically on that strategy. But when a new year comes, I might feel like, you know, I'm, I'm still doing those things, but I might have an inspiration to go, you know, maybe I'm going to have a different approach to something this year, but it's not like a new, Oh, this is a new goal and I'm going to do it right now. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, um, you know, it's, imp- I think it's important, you know, so one of the things that I, you know, I was thinking about oops, that I was thinking about doing this year you know, is, and I'm, and by literally it was a conversation I had a couple of days ago was, you know, now that I feel pretty confident that at the end of the month, I will be soda free that I might look at my coffee intake. And I know, I know you've had a podcast out about, you know, the benefits of drinking mm-hmm. coffee. Uh, the problem is I don't drink like just a black coffee. I drink coffee with a lot of cream in it, a lot of sugar in it and a lot, you know, so now I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, and I, and I drink like nine of those a day. So the next goal might be to, for me to, Hey, in February, I'm going to focus on cutting out bad caffeine and, and really the sugar in that and replacing it with maybe a green tea or learn to like, you know, a black coffee as, as opposed to that. Is there a benefit to maybe instead of putting a list of things together at the beginning of the year, the beginning of the month, maybe look at, Hey, January, I'm going to, quit drinking soda mm-hmm. february i'm going to cut back on caffeine uh march i'm going to start exercising a little bit more but maybe just walking around the block three mm-hmm. times you know and then increasing yeah. that as i go is is, is there importance to that because i know like dave ramsey i don't know how you feel about dave, dave ramsey but he's talked about you know paying off your smallest credit card first and then going to the, the one that's a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and yeah. that way you build what he calls a snowball effect and yes. once you pay down your small you know, your, your, your smallest bill, you feel you have this confidence that you could pay off the bigger bill and a confidence mm-hmm. continues to build. So your, your thoughts on, on my little concept you out there right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally agree with that. And I think that the approach that you've laid out for yourself, like this month I'm focusing on soda and next month I'm going to focus on, um, changing, you know, my coffee intake, whatever that looks like. Uh, I think that, you know, for everybody, you have to find the strategy that you feel can be, you can be successful at. Mm -hmm. And so you have a lot of confidence right now. I feel from what I'm hearing that that's a good strategy for you, that you can have success at that. So that's really, really important. That's a version, what you just laid out of, of Kaizen. So this month, this is what you're going to do. And you're, you're improving on that next month. 
coffee. You're going to start altering, you know, either either the components that are in your coffee or you're going to change to a different beverage altogether. But whatever it is, you're going to start making those tweaks and that will be then on top of the soda. So you will have built on, you know, you have built on that. And then the following month, maybe you're going to start implementing a little bit of an exercise program. So now you're building on that. That's your version of like of Kaizen. So you are, you are affecting um, a continuous, slow, incremental, but constant change in your life. And you're doing it in a way that feels good for you. That's not super uncomfortable perhaps, and that you feel you can be successful at. And that's those things are really, really important because if you set up a goal that's so extreme and you're like, you know, this is going to take a lot of discipline. This is going to take a lot of willpower. Chances are you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about failure because I think that a lot of people, again, you know, the statistics are out there that most people, uh, nearly all the people who set, you know, new year's resolutions fail. Um, what would be your advice to somebody who, you know, maybe set a goal that was maybe a little unrealistic or something that they weren't ready to do yet. And they find themselves sitting there, you know, cause the worst thing in the world is feeling like you fail at something. Um, yes. you know, what, what, what would be your advice to them to, to get back up and try again or to, to change or, or what would that advice be? Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of people, you know, if, if they feel like they fail, they get demoralized and maybe they don't want to achieve another goal or whatever it is because they, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they can. So what, what's the advice there? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good question too, because that happens a lot and it is easy to get discouraged and just want to go forget about it. Why should I even try? But that's why remind me to come back to this point. If we circle back around to when you made the point earlier about people saying, I want to, you know, lose weight for swimsuit season or for my upcoming reunion or whatever, that's a very surface. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, this is why I want to do this. And it's not a compelling enough reason to keep you going. You have to get to the deepest. Why, why do you, why is it really, really, really important for you to achieve this goal and, and, you know, and keep it in your life, keep the new, keep the, the result of it in your life. And if you don't have something that's so compelling, uh, then, then chances are you're going to revert or you, or you won't reach it in the first place because you don't have something that will keep you motivated and keep you going when your discipline gets tested, which it always will, right? There's always going to be something that comes up that's going to test your discipline and, and your knees are going to wobble and you're going to fail if you don't have that deeper why to, to fall back on, to compel you to go, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay the course. So back to, if you, uh, are experiencing a sense of failure, you know, you, you can, this is where you have to really do some critical thinking. You can look at this as a, a reason and an easy excuse to give up, or you can look at this in a more um, critical thinking manner, which would be, okay, um, this, this didn't work. So how can I try a new approach? What can I do differently? How can I, how can I create a different strategy that I feel like I might be have, be able to have better success at? 
Absolutely. I love that. So, and just, just a FYI, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I like the way Lori thinks, I like what she's saying. Uh, I would love to know more. Um, she is a, a life coach and she is always, to my knowledge, always accepting clients. Um, and from what I've heard her, and I've had multiple conversations with her now, her advice is on point. So if you're interested in that, what's the website where they can find, um, some, some more resources about what you do and how you might be able to help them on a more one-on-one level. Yeah, sure. So it's going to be lauriebischoff.com. And, you know, people usually won't get the spelling right. So you're probably going to want to put that in your show notes, but it's L-O-R-E-E-B-I-S-C-H-O-F-F.com. And if you go there, you will be able to find out what coaching with me is all about. Uh, You will be able to um, find me on social media. You'll be able to get a link to the podcast if you want to listen to that, where we talk about, you know, all things health related, uh, physical health, um, eating, um, mental health, emotional health, everything is about health and your relationship to all of those aspects of your life and how healthy they are. So it's a, it's a treasure trove of information. Um, my books are on there, so it's a one-stop shopping. You can find out everything you need to know there. Um, yeah. So, but I think it's important to, if you're going to sit down right now and go, you know, evaluate if you sat, and made some new year's resolutions or you made some goals and you find yourself in that spot right now, which is about when they start dropping like flies. <laughs> it's, it's about two weeks in and everyone is kind of going, eh. so now is the time to, I would say, you know, start with a little reflection. Like, first of all, think about, here's two things you could ask yourself. Cause a lot of this involves you having a really good conversation with yourself on a regular basis. So you could start with um, what's one mistake or lesson that you learned last year. So a a mistake that you made and, and what you learned from it last year so that you can just, all right, come to terms with that, have that in your mind. And then what's one thing you did last year that you're proud of? What do you feel good about? So set the tone there and then you can move into a, a mindset shift. And here's here, I think is a really important way to reframe whatever the issue is for you. So let's take the, you know, the common things and it's usually exercise, weight, diet, food, all of the things that were, you know, that have to do with our bodies, our physical well-being. Okay. So if, if some aspect of that is what your problem is, um, think about that. What is the biggest problem? And if it's not health related, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a career. Um, so whatever the problem is that you perhaps have been wrestling with, the first thing I would invite you to do is reframe that instead of calling it a problem, reframe it as a project. See, when this is part of the mindset part, a problem makes us feel like this is a really bad thing. It feels negative, right? It, it evokes um, feelings of stress and worry and anxiety and obstacles or, you know, difficult people. Um, and it's, it's reactive and it's disempowering. Nobody wants to get up and face their problems. They get up and hope that somehow they've, you know, evaporated during the night. But if you reframe the thing as a project, that's a whole different vibe. So now 
you have something that feels a project feels a little more positive, right? It's, it suggests that it's something to be developed, something, um, like a new approach to be created. Uh, it's, it's inspiring rather than anxiety inducing, right? It's proactive and that's empowering. So one of the first things that I like to invite my clients to do is let's reframe this from a problem into a project. Cause it's a lot more exciting when you wake up in the morning, you go, okay, I'm going to sink my teeth into this project and I'm going to start figuring this out rather than uh, how am I going to deal with this problem? Oh, See yeah. the difference? I love that. So, and, th- and that's the thing that I'm thinking, like right now I'm thinking about a friend of mine who, you know, will one day wake up and be like, oh my God, there, I have this problem at my house. You know, the plumbing is 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 ter- terrible and, and, and the paintings chipped or whatever. And then all of a sudden it shifts because they're like, oh, these are projects, you know, and yeah. I can upgrade my house. And I, I look forward to waking up and painting the wall a new color. And, and then mm-hmm. obviously the final product, whenever that comes, is a very rewarding thing, you know, because when I think of problems, I think of middle school math that I failed miserably and it's not a fun thing. <laughs> right. But when I think of projects, I like me personally, I think about editing this podcast together and the final product of this podcast. Yeah. And I'm inspired by the idea of somebody listening to this. And even if it's just one person who says, you know what? I like the way Lori said that I'm going to shift my, you know, my drinking soda problem and turn it into a stop drinking soda project. I love that mindset. I love that shift and it's very key. And I hope somebody takes that to heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how just simply shifting the way that you look at something completely changes how you feel about it Mm -hmm. and how you feel about it is so important because the feelings are what make us, you know, either motivated or unmotivated, Mm -hmm. either, you know, moving, moving toward it and, and putting, wrapping our hands around it and going, what am I, what do I get to do with this? What do I want to do with this? Or, you know, trying to, trying to put distance between it and, or put our head in the sand. Um, and and none of that's productive and it doesn't, you know, usually those things don't go away. Uh, in fact, the opposite happens if we don't figure it out, right. Sometimes they grow and they become worse. So yeah, Yeah. Yeah. if you if you don't, you know, address your, your plumbing problems at your house, you may end up being homeless because your, your house may be flooded. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, that's part of, um, kind of a, a first step, which is changing your state. And when I say changing your state, I mean, changing your, your state of mind, you know, the, the state that you find yourself in, that's always the most important part of achieving a new goal or creating any kind of a new experience in your life. It's got to come first. It's the foundation. Um, that state of mind is either going to make you or break you because again, we're so patterned, um, and habitual in the way that we think and the way that we do things. So we have to be able to understand that this is the state that we let ourselves that we're, we're patterned into letting ourselves be in. And we have to, we have to be willing to interrupt that state. We have to be willing to understand that if we don't want to be in that state anymore, that's not working for us, then we have to interrupt it and be able to generate a new state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of brings us to 
motivation. And, and that's, that's important because you can have the best strategy in the world, right? But if you haven't figured out the part that's going to affect if you are even successful at implementing your strategy, then again, you're sabotaging yourself. So you have to be able to change your state. And part of changing your state is being motivated enough to make the effort to change your state. And here's the thing that, you know, most people get backwards. Um, they're looking for something or someone to motivate them. They're searching for it. I need something to motivate me. I'm going to read this, or I'm going to watch this YouTube, or I'm going to listen to this podcast, or I'm going to hire this person. Uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this motivational speaker. But you, it actually is a little bit of a swerve because you can't find motivation. You have to cause motivation. Um, and you cause it by taking some sort of action. And it doesn't have to be a huge, gigantic leap. It can be baby steps, as uh, Dave Ramsey talks about, right, Ruben? He talks about baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is, you, you take some action. And the taking of any kind of action, like I'm even just going to cut down from six sodas a day to five. That's mm-hmm. a step. So you take action and, and then that motivates you to take more action because, because it's like a self, you know, um, a self-perpetuating cycle action generates motivation and then motivation makes you want to take more action. And so if you can just figure out what that baby step is, uh, it'll, it will help you with changing your state. I mean, if you are used to a, if you're used to, getting up and um, doing the same thing in the morning before you go to work, if you have a job that you have to go to, and then you come home and then you maybe um, chill for a little bit on the couch and then you have some dinner and then you chill for a little more on the couch and watch a couple shows and you go to bed. That's the precedent that you've set. That's the pattern that you've developed. So you have to figure out what's one little shift, one baby step I can take to just start interrupting that pattern a little bit that will allow me to move in the direction of my goal. Otherwise, you're not going to be moving. You're like a train setting still on the tracks, right? <laughs> Something has to cause the train to start rolling down the tracks. Something causes it to move, to go from static to action and it's fuel, right? So we have to fuel our cause and that's going to change our state. I, I hope this isn't getting like too, like too out there, but oh, I love this. All right. So do we do that by doing, like I said, even one tiny thing. So maybe it's, maybe it's all right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to put on some workout clothes and I'm going to do one sit up. Cause like for the last eight years, I haven't done one sit up. So today I'm going to put on my workout clothes. I'm going to do one sit up. That's a baby step. And then the, maybe the next day you're going to do two sit ups or I'm going to get up cause I'm going to change my eating lifestyle. So today all I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to look in my cupboards. And I'm going to throw out one food item. That's garbage food. That's junk food. I'm going to throw it out and put it all the way out in my trash can. So I can't dig it back out easily right that's one step <laughs> yes. or, or maybe or you'll, you'll catch me in the, <laughs> in the dumpster later 
I think we've all experienced a time in our life where we threw out the chocolate or we threw out the bag of cookies and we threw out the bag of chips. And then two hours later, we're like, hmm, I wonder if that's still salvageable. And you go <laughs> there, digging, digging through the garden and, or the garbage and hoping, you know, the, the, the eggshells and the coffee grounds aren't on it so that you can salvage something. So let's just be real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. That was me last night. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so that's, again, that's, that's Kaizen. That's building, that's baby steps. What you have to interrupt your pattern and nobody can do that, but you. So we have to be our own generator. And that starts with, you know, it starts with up here. What, what can I do that I'm willing to do? Because if it's too big of a step, you might just go, nah, I'm not going to do it. So come up with something that you will do that you can do. And that's where the train starts slowly moving down the track. Yeah. And again, you know, the action causes motivation. It picks up speed and you, and as long as you stay the course, then, and as long as you have the most compelling why that helps you stay the course, you will eventually make really great improvement and, and you'll amaze yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of us, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of us think that if, as an example, we, our goal is to, to run, uh, you know, a, do a 5K. A lot of us mistakenly think that we should be able to go from couch to the 5K overnight, you know, as opposed to like, hey, how about, how about try running from your, your driveway down the street and then walk back and see how you feel? And then mm -hmm. do that again the next day. And then maybe instead of walking back, you, you, you kind of speed walk back and build up your stamina. And maybe maybe you don't go and run the 5K this year, but you, you jog part of it and you speed walk part of it. And you, you walk slowly mm -hmm. when it's right. And you don't, you don't push yourself too hard. I feel like a lot of times we want to get to the end goal before we're willing to, to even put the work in. Um, and mm -hmm. then at the same time, like you said, we're not willing to, to, to step away from, you know, as the example you used was get up, go to work, come home, sit on the couch, make dinner, sit on the couch and go to sleep. You know, maybe one of those times, instead of sitting down and watching, you know, a Netflix show, you put your earbuds in and you listen to the Netflix show while you do your walk or your run or whatever right. and do that shift as opposed to like, oh, I really want to see this episode, so I'm just going to sit down every day and not make that change. I'm right. just rambling at this point. but <laughs> No, that's perfect. I'm so glad you said that because that's true. Let's say let's say it's a, it's a it's an exercise or physical fitness thing. To your point, um, you can still put on your Netflix show, but instead of sitting on your ass on the couch, get off the couch, get up and do a few um, squats and some yeah. deep knee bends or do, you know, have a have a little set of dumbbells sitting in your living room and do some bicep curls. Do something for a few minutes while you're watching your show. You don't have to be a toad while you're watching your show. You can have it all. <laughs> you can yes. you can get some of the some of that uh, you know exercising in while you watch your show if you want to. So you know, get creative. I keep dumbbells in my bathroom, Ruben, <laughs> oh, and <no. laughs> I have I have my five pounders, my ten pounders, my fifteen, and I have uh, twenty, and so because I don't like to take the time to drive to a gym and do a workout and drive home. 
I'm a multitasker. I can't help it. I know I'd probably be much more productive about certain things if I focused on one thing at a time, but you know, I like it like this. I just float around to different things. And so what I do is, uh, and I've got a little office set up uh, in the corner of my master bedroom. In my master bathroom, I have my weights. So I can literally get ready. I can, between sets, I can, you know, get myself ready for my day. I can run over to my desk, answer a couple emails, go back, pick up my weights, do a couple sets, run back over, you know, answer this or respond to that. And I can literally do a workout as I'm working. Yeah. I don't have to devote an hour or two leaving my house and going somewhere else to get the job done. I can spend, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes, uh, kind of inserting things into integrating it into the other things that I'm doing. Now that may not work for everybody. That just happens to work for me. And the point is we can all find a way to make something work for us if we want it badly enough. So it's important to me. I don't want to go to a gym every day. I used to, I used to love it, but then, you know, lifestyles change, things change, and that doesn't work for me so much anymore. So I had to revise my strategy. So now my strategy is I do it this way. And now at this point in my life, at this phase of my life, this works really well for me. I am able to not give up something that's important to me, which is, you know, some degree of physical fitness, because my deepest why is I want to be a physically fit, healthy person till I'm like 112. So <laughs> if I'm going to do that, I have to be doing things now. Right. So I don't, so I don't lose anything. And so I can still be there, uh, you know, to be, um, a healthy, fit, active, um, wife and individual and mom for my kids and now grandmother for my grandson. So those are my compelling deeper whys. I don't want to be a burden. I want to be an active participant and be helpful. So I fit it in, in a way that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, you know, my last question as far as like, you know, all of the, the new year resolution stuff and setting goals would be what's, what's really an effective way if there is, I don't know if there is or isn't to find that why, because I think that that is such a key component to <laughs> success or I don't want to say the word fail failure, but I guess it's really the only word that I could use there mm -hmm. when it comes to this is finding that pro that not a proper why, a compelling why. Mm -hmm. um, so what would, what would be your, your advice? Is, is there, you know, some steps people can take or is it just something that just kind of happen has to come to them at some point? Yeah. So there's, there's a series. First of all, I have a, I have, um, I have a process that helps a person work through that very scenario. It's, it's an exercise that I use with a lot of my clients and it's in my food print plan, which is available on my website. It's called the food, the food print plan. And it's a downloadable ebook and it helps you, it guides you through uh, that process. But essentially what it is, 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 you know, you have to be able to sit down um, and ask and answer a lot of what I like to call quality questions to yourself. You have to have the conversation with yourself. So, you know, what is it exactly that I want to do or be or have? That's like, okay, that's number one. Um, what do I need to let go of in order to make space for that to be in my life? That's another good quality question. Um, what skills might I have to develop 
in order to prepare myself to do or be or have whatever it is I'm, I want. Um, and then we get to the why. So why is this important to me? And then you list the, the first reason that comes to your head. Why is this important? And then you go ask yourself again, why else is this important? And you think until you come up with another reason. You ask yourself that about seven times. And every time you have to come up with another reason, because usually there's more than one. And if there's not, if there's only one reason, then, you know, best of luck. (laughs) So, but, but if you can get to the layers and get into the deeper reasons, like, okay, that actually is even more important than the first reason. Cause usually the surface reason is like, cause I want to look good in my swimsuit. Okay. That's, that's, that's okay. But we already talked about, we know it usually happens with that. So is there a deeper reason? How about, you know, because, uh, I don't want to start going down the path of having a common lifestyle disease because I'm neglecting some things I should be paying attention to. That's another reason. Uh, how about, because, uh, everybody in my family has, um, has this disease and has died from it. I, maybe I don't want to go that path. That's another pretty good reason. So you, you keep going, and asking yourself that question at least seven times and coming up with a new answer, that's going to help you really get into that deepest why you want to do or be or have what it is. Um, So why is it important? Um, What will, what will this thing you want to do or be or have, what will it give you? How will it, how will it affect your life? Write it down, type it out, whatever, but you have to have the dialogue. Um, What will happen if you don't get it? What's the risk if you don't follow through on the strategy and you don't get this thing that you want? What's What's the possible thing that you could happen that you don't want to happen or the possible thing that may never happen that that's really important to you? All right. So what challenges might I encounter? Like, you know, is there somebody in your life that might be a challenging, that might be hindering your goal? That might be something you needed to then, you know, deal with. Um, So those are a few examples of some really good quality questions that you need to sit down and have a dialogue with yourself about and write it out because there's a lot of power in writing something out or typing it out on your, you know, on your computer um, so that you are, you're serious about it. And you're putting this energy out into the, into the universe. And we all know that everything is energy. It's pretty much common knowledge now. And that energy, you know, makes it, it has an impact. So put a, putting this energy out that you are getting serious about certain things in your life, um, is, is helpful to you. And I am one that thoroughly believes that, you know, once you put it out there, the universe will be like, all right, you know, here's what he or she said uh, that they, they want more of in their life. So let's conspire to, you know, energetically bring those opportunities your way. Um, and then, you know, be open. You'd be open to jumping on those opportunities or be open to uh, taking advantage of the mindset that now you've created for yourself and, you know, get your momentum going. 
So, yeah, I think that, you know, life, you just really have to always keep in mind that life is this constant process of evolving, of growing. And if we're not growing, then we're stagnant. And then what happens is when we're stagnant, we actually start to devolve. And, you know, or worse, you start, you just start dying. And I don't mean necessarily like dying, but you can die emotionally, you can die spiritually, you know what I mean? You can lose that, that willingness to thrive in your zest for life. So you have to keep evolving. Um, And I think that, you know, we just have to ask ourselves, um, you know, how much, how much do I want to evolve? How long do I want to wait? Uh, am I ready to start now? I'm going to wait and maybe, you know, noodle a few things and then a ta- a tackle it next New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, you're, you're a podcast host as well as a life coach. Uh, We're Talking Shift is the name of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I've listened to, to a few episodes here and there, and I always learn something whenever I listen to you. Um, Thank you. So if if maybe maybe you're not ready for a life coach, uh, the podcast is a good place to start as well. It's mm-hmm. a good place to get some good knowledge from different walks of life. I mean, you've had doctors and you've had therapists and you've had, you know, I think mm-hmm. you've had like, uh, um, uh, yeah, a lot of experts. Yeah. Experts. And it's great. It, it's great. So, uh, go and, and find that in your favorite podcasting platform. It, there will be a link in the show notes as well. Um, I want to ask you something, um, mm-hmm. kind of not related to goals, not related to any of this stuff that we've been talking about this entire time, because, uh, as you and I know, you are married to Eric Bischoff. He's, a, you know, one of the legendary, you know, wrestling executives and, and has found himself being like kind of in a reemergence of, you know, um, I don't, don't want to say popularity, but he's been being booked a lot. Um, and with that being said, he has a podcast with ad free shows. You've done some stuff with ad free shows. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched any of it. I haven't subscribed to ad free shows yet, which I probably should, but what's that like being asked a bunch of questions from wrestling fans um, and what type of questions are they asking you? Cause I'm very curious cause I, I know wrestling fans. And I, when I first saw that you were doing an ask Lori, anything, I was like, Ooh, this could be really, really interesting or really, <laughs> really bad. And you've done multiple of them. So I'm assuming they've been interesting and fun. Yeah, they are interesting and fun. Um, and surprisingly, Ruben, um, there's very few questions about wrestling and about Eric, a couple, maybe about Eric, but, but, uh, surprisingly, you know, the, the, the people that are on ad free shows, uh, that, that audience is like, like a lot of other people, they're very interested in, you know, trying to, um, make sure that, they're healthy and their relationships are healthy and they're interested in um, a little bit of personal development and just hearing different ideas about, you know, what you, what you might want to be thinking about. Um, So we do a lot of, uh, there's a lot of questions around coaching and personal development and self-improvement. And then, uh, you know, a little bit um, about, about Eric, but typically that's kind of the direction it's gone. So it's, it's really fun and it's a really good group of people. I always really enjoy it. And yeah, we didn't know really what to expect, how that was going to play out but so far so good how did that did that come up from from eric just saying hey would you be interested in this or, or what because that, that to me is also curious is like you know who who would have thought that the wife of, of a you know former wrestling executive and entertainment executive um would be compelling like like 
compelling to a bunch of wrestling guys, you know, and, and right. I think like yeah. 2% of them are women. Um, how did that come up in conversation? Was that like something at dinner table or was it a conversation with Conrad? Like how did that work out? You know, that's a good question. And I actually don't, re- I don't remember exactly. Okay. <laughs> I think it, it didn't, it, I think it came up with, um, I think it was Conrad's idea initially to, um, to do an ask Lori. And he also did an ask, um, with some of the other, some other wives of some of the other, um, guys that are doing podcasts on ad free shows. So there was an ask Megan and then ask, uh, I can't remember her first name now, Tony Shivani's wife. So there was a few other ones too. And I think it was just kind of an experiment. They decided to try and see, you know, see how it, what kind of feedback they got and how it went. Um, so it wasn't just me. It was, it was a few other, uh, wives or as well. Um, and, and, and it went well, um, for, for me. So I, I'm not sure actually if they've been doing it with anyone else, but, uh, but yeah, just last week or whatever, I was asked to come back on and, uh, and do it again. So, which I'm always happy to do. It's, it's always a lot of fun. You know, it's easy to, um, make assumptions about certain demographics <laughs> and right. Cause it's like, you're like, who would have thought, you know, a bunch of wrestling guys, but again, you know, yeah, maybe there's a section, a segment of that demo that is not at, at a point in their life where this is any interest to them. Um, but there is a segment of that demo where, um, yeah, they're wrestling fans, but they're a lot, they're, they're a lot more and they're interested in a lot of other things too. And among them is, is their own well being. So, uh, so it's been really fun and really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to, to be asked to come back. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I guess uh, I guess wrestling fans are people too. Uh, <laughs> they are. I, They're I'm people too, Ruben. <laughs> I'm one of them, so I, I, you know, I should I should be nicer to my people, but <laughs> right? Yeah, look at you, perfect example. <laughs> yeah, well, I, re- I remember um, when we connected on Facebook, and I saw that you were a life coach. I'm like, I have to have her on the podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, I was I was lucky enough to make it make it happen. And uh, yeah, and I, I and I appreciate you doing this. And I appreciate you taking time out of. We're recording this on a Saturday for anyone who's curious so uh i appreciate you taking time out of your saturday and uh i know i know you have a a lot of a lot of other things you could be doing right now um so i I appreciate it no this was this was easy peasy i try not to you know over schedule weekends so that we can just kind of chill so uh this worked out great and i'm happy to come back anytime and and i really appreciate being invited thank you so much i hope this was good for you and your audience oh it was it was great for me i actually i i feel like i just had a uh an informal coaching session. So I, you might have to bill me. Uh, <laughs> I, we'll work it out. I, I do have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, is there a goal that you've set for 2022 that you're willing to share with the audience? Uh, Cause I think, I think it might be a, mm. a fun thing to hear what a, a life coach and podcast host uh, and new, new grandmother uh, has, mm. has set for themselves for the year. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Well, uh, I do, I do have an idea. I'm not going to share it yet though. Okay. And I'll tell you why I am a, I'm a big believer in when you get an initial inkling to do something or to create something, I am a believer in kind of keeping it, keeping your cards close to the vest. Oh, sure. I, 
Yeah. I feel like if, um, things, the, the energy of that thing that you want to do or create, um, can get diluted when it too early in the game, you start, you know, spreading it around out there. So I kind of keep it, as I like to say in the secret place of the most high. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So I appreciate your asking and I'm not trying to be coy. I'm just, it's just kind of the way I operate. So when I'm ready, when I feel like I'm kind of into it and I'm ready to share, then I will absolutely love to come back on and share it. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to to hear what this, this potential project's going to be. Um, I will, uh, I'll be, I'll be here whenever you're ready. Uh, I'll let you know. Lori Bischoff. Thank you so much. Lori Bischoff.com. Go check it out. You can find her podcast her books. Uh, you can connect with her. Um, and, and what's your, what's your social media? What's, what's the best way for them? Or just, or just Lori Bischoff.com is probably the best, right? Yeah. Cause there's links to all the social media right on there. So it's cool. just, yeah, everything's there and they can link right to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Sweet. you know, all the usual places. Absolutely. And, and you know what? And I, I'm being completely honest here. Uh, if you have even a little bit of any sort of curiosity in, you know, improving your lifestyle, your eating style, your, she has an incredible, I, I, I kid you not, I, I, I cite this a lot. Uh, she has an incredible episode about the benefits of coffee. Um, mm-hmm. and, and seriously, I'm going to link that in the, in the show notes as well. Go and listen yeah. to it. It's a great entry to this podcast. Seriously, it, it's we're talking shift. Just just do it. Just do it. Uh, it's been on air with Ruben J. We'll be back Thank in you. just a second with more. Lori, stay, stay put for one second. Honestly, that was an incredible conversation that I just had with Lori Bischoff. And I think there's so many people who are going to find this exciting for them. I I, I hope that this conversation uh, will re-energize their goal setting. And I think it's going to help a lot of people just kind of envision things better and understand the process of what just in general. I, I really, I really think it's a good episode. I really thought it was a great episode with a great conversation. So again, I'm challenging you to share it with two friends, two friends who, you know what? It doesn't even have to be somebody who, you know, set a new year's resolution. It could be somebody who, who you think just needs to hear some of this stuff. Um, so with that being said, uh, that was a great conversation. Lori Bischoff, uh, I believe the link to her books are going to be in the description down below. Um, but go listen to her podcast as well and give her a follow. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I'm Ruben J. And uh, we'll talk next week. I got, I got a great one next week for you as well.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 